Welcome back, everybody. Nine o'clock hour after a devastating, mind-boggling, historically awful loss by the Eagles in the Super Bowl, 38-35 to the Chiefs and Andy Reid. Mm -hmm. And I've been looking forward to this, Al, because when we are screaming and yelling about (laughs) defense, we don't know for sure until Seth Joyner gets here. And uh, before we get deep into this, Seth Joyner just said something. I, I need him to repeat it about how bad you feel for the city, how sorry you feel. Could you just express that on the air? You know, there's so much hope this year. You know, you get the Phillies to go to the wild, to the World Series and come up empty. Now the Philadelphia Eagles go to, you know, the Super Bowl and come up empty. Um, I just, you know, driving in here every Monday morning, Angelo, I mean, there's always traffic. It's always, you know, a headache trying to get here. You guys make fun of me. Because I, you know, I stroll in right, right up against the nine o'clock hour, but it's because of the traffic. Yep. I mean, I, I sat in my car for fifteen minutes this morning, and I leave the same time every morning. Um, there's this sense of sadness that's hanging over the city, and um, I, I feel bad for the city. I feel bad for the fans. Um, I feel bad for Jalen Hurts in particular, and and I really feel bad for. Um, you know, these players because I I feel like the coaching staff got out coached in the second half. And yeah, the players have to go out and execute, but it's incumbent upon the coaches, you know, on that chessboard to take those players and take those pieces of the board and put them in position to be successful. And it seemed like Andy Reid and his staff was able to do that. And Nick Sirian and his staff was unable to counter move. Yeah. Now I want to, we don't normally do this, but I want you to break a couple of things down for us because it kind of was how this game got out of control. The Eagles were leading all the way, 27-21, but uh, the uh, Mahomes got down inside the red zone, and all of a sudden it appeared that the receivers were not being covered. And here is the first touchdown that put them ahead, 28-20. Can the Eagles stop them right here? And the gun, Mahomes. Into a long count. Mahomes screens out to Schuster, and he walks in for the touchdown. Nobody He home. walks in. Now, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius right. Tony this right, time. I just said, how does that happen? It's a Super Bowl. Well, I, I just I get the sense that, you know, you've played soft zone all the way down the field, and you, then now you get into the red zone, and you're playing – Man coverage. You get the short motion by Juju Smith-Schuster. And, you know, the problem is if that guy goes in motion all the way across the formation, you've got to have some communication with the guy on the other side or the guys on the other side of the safety as to, you know, what the adjustment is. Uh, And this is why communication is so important because you don't communicate. The communication piece of it is a just-in-case communication. Like, hey, if he motions – this is what we're going to do. Well, you could see in the moment that the communication didn't happen, and while the while the motion went, all of a sudden you got Darius Slade trying to communicate with someone, takes his eye off the wide receiver, and next thing you know, the wide receiver runs a choice route, and he just walks into the end zone. That is kind of, you know, okay, we haven't seen that. Okay, And, and, and you're going to give Andy Reid some credit for being able to come up with something different, you know, on in the red zone that maybe you haven't seen all season long. 
but then they came back the All next right, series. Now, I'll, I'll play the next one because this is really the same play on the other side. Same exact play. And here's what happened that time. Mahomes lines them up, takes the snap. He is firing to a wide-open Sky Moore. Did it again. All right, all right, all right, how does it happen twice? Somebody didn't pick him up again. Well, the guy in motion again. Same it's, thing. It's, it's the same exact play. Yeah. The same exact communication didn't take place. And the most egregious thing in all of this is that, you know, y- you watched it happen. You got tablets. It's not like, you know, back in my day, you know, you, you didn't you wouldn't get a chance to see that on film till this morning. You you have tablets on the sideline. Yeah. And what so what is the conversation that took place between the players, between the D B coach? in between the defensive coordinator, in between series on how we're going to handle the short motion because they ran the same damn play. So there should have been a meeting they after sh- the first one. You, you got to make adjustments. So if you got beaten, the guy's wide o- that wide open, you mean to tell me that no one had a conversation about how we're going to play that, how we're going to deal with that, you know, in the moment? Wow, that's like – that's – that's football 101, isn't it? You always adjust in the moment well, the when communi- you get burned the, on a play. The, the, the pre-snap communication is the, really the football 101 deal. Okay. okay? Now, you, you can say that they really had no adjustment for it, or you know, you could say the communication wasn't there. You know, I'm not trying to absolve the players 100% because if I got a guy man-to-man, you can best believe my eyes are on him and him alone. And Darius Slade... And Avante Maddox both know um, full well that anytime you got a motion guy like that, you can't take your eye off him until he crosses the formation. I got you. Okay, you can't. You you just can't do it. So if your eyes are in the proper place, and this is what I talk about with technique and fundamentals and little and the small details, your eyes are so important. And what Andy does better than any other offensive coordinator slash head coach in the National Football League is he messes with the eye discipline of defensive players and it gets them in trouble all the time. Very good explanation. Now, here's something that came up earlier with Ross Tucker that we, we're having a hard time understanding. So you got the advantage. You have the advantage in the defensive line versus their offensive line. You guys have 70 sacks in the year. And you're not getting it all to the quarterback, but you're also not stopping the run. <laughs> I mean, how do you not do either aspect of what your job is? It's the double whammy. Yeah, you know? how though? I mean, you well, got to be good at something. You have a better line than they do. Yeah, you do. But, you know, the Eagles have not been a good, you know, run defense, you know, all season long. I think they rank like 16th. They give about 120, 121 yards per game. Um, you know, over the course of the year. And it really bit them yesterday from the standpoint that they only gave up 39 yards rushing in the first half yesterday. Yeah. Then they turned around the second half and they gave up 119 yards. <sighs> and you had to know that Andy Reid and his staff was going to, you know, reset somewhere. And, and and this I talked about this in post game last night, and then someone stopped me. Oh, the Andy Reid, you know, that doesn't like to run the ball. Well, one thing that he's done – is he's kind of transformed his way of thinking. And when they couldn't get anything going in the first half, he made a decision in the second half to come out running the football. And they start reestablishing the line of, the line of scrimmage. And one of my pregame keys and one of my biggest worries coming in this game was how are you going to stop Isaiah Pacheco? 
Mm-hmm. If you if you don't get him going, and now you know Patrick Mahomes has the benefit of play action pass off of a run game. Now you got the double whammy because first of all, the defensive line can't really get going because they got to honor the run. They're running the ball down your throat, so when they do pass the ball, they're a step behind. Um, and you know Patrick Mahomes has just got that extra time, and then to make matters work by, worse behind you, you're actually playing, you know, soft coverage, zone coverage for most of the game against the most prolific passer that this this game has seen in a very long time. Al, they had four possessions to Chiefs in the second half. Yeah. Three touchdowns, and the fourth would have been, but the uh, runner slid to the ground at the one yeah. so they could milk the clock and kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. Four times right down the field. One aided by special teams, mm-hmm. which could not tackle a Tony, but it was just— Andy took him to school. It was unbelievable. Aaron's on the line. Hi, Aaron, are you getting the same sense as we are? Uh, yes, I definitely am. Definitely am. Um, I just wanted to say that maybe, and I wouldn't even be thinking this if we won the game, but maybe the Eagles started to believe their own hype just a, just a little bit with their schedule. They only beat six teams this year with above 500 records. Three of those were in the first six weeks. All right, but that, you know what it is, Aaron? What got me is we were seeing a lot of this in the second half of the year, even though they were winning. And when we would offer criticism for Gannon, Sirianni would come on with a whole bunch of stats that the PR department gave him, telling me that Sirianni, he screamed out at one point that Gannon was the assistant of the year. Well, I don't think he's going to be screaming that today, do you? Assistant coach of the year, Jonathan Gannon. You think so, Aaron? You think that's coming up today? Yeah, the other thing uh, with, with you know, not believing their own hype is the four-man front last night, like, I couldn't get over, you know, the field was an issue, both both teams, you know, were playing on the same field, but they refused to rush more than four, and I feel like that's like, you know, our defense is this good, so let's just keep rushing. All right, hold on, let me check with, how much blitzing was this, Seth? I don't know. I think Let I, me ask Seth. He I, knows. I think I counted two, maybe three blitzes last night. Oh, my see, God. See, but, but, you know, let, let me tell you the problem with not blitzing. Okay. Okay. Because every everybody kind of beat me off my blitz pedestal as the Eagles continue to get better and they continue to win. The problem with not blitzing is that you get, you're not in a mode of understanding what's necessary to happen when you do blitz, when you have to blitz. So the Eagles are in a situation last night where they had to blitz, and they refused to do it. They wouldn't do it, even Listen, then. It, I get it. 70 sacks, Yeah. you know, third all-time, broke, you know, the record, you know, that my guys set, and then you turn around, and, you know, for the franchise, and then you turn around, and invariably there's going to be games where you play where there's a matchup issue or whatever it is, you're just not going to get done what you normally got done. So over the last six, seven games, and you got a crappy field that that doesn't allow you. Every single time I looked at Hassan Reddick, the guy was laying on top of him because he slipped. And the minute yep. he slipped, he just jumped on him and just laid on him. But but I digress. Um, then, then, you know, your five-man rushes, and your four-man front, you still couldn't get pressure. No. So at some point in time, 
if you're not getting pressure, do you just keep banging your head against the wall, believing that all oh, somewhere mis- magically, you know, one of these guys are going to get there? No, you're not getting there. Dial up some damn pressure and go and go after a quarterback who's gimpy as hell. Don't let him get out of the pocket, you know, on third down and freaking rush. Man, I almost cussed right That's there. That's okay. Let him <laughs> let, let him run for twenty eight right. yards at one of the most at, at one of the most crucial points in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing a searing indictment of Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Let's go to Patrick next. Hi, Pat. Pat, are you there, Pat? He is not there. I will go to Rex. Hi, Rex. How are you today? Hey, Angelo. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. What are you feeling right now, Rex? Ah, just uh, bitter, bitter disappointment. You know, uh, I wanted to share with you uh, two things. I I don't think you've covered it on the show this morning, but here's two uh, tell-all statistics, and I'm, I'm not an analytics guy. I just watch football and and get a feel for what's happening. But how about Patrick Mahomes with a 76% completion percentage and a 134.8 quarterback rating? Yeah, that is uh, upsetting. That, that's almost <laughs> perfect, isn't it? The, it's the, pretty close. I think you get around That's what happened last year whenever they right. faced the, the 158. All right, uh, here's the thing. I think what Rex is saying. All right, so you got a soft zone. And that means you're going to have open people quickly after a snap, right? Because they're going, to, you're not picking them up that quickly. You're not, they're finding the holes in the zone, right? So wouldn't you want to tighten up your coverage of the receivers, especially because they don't have any dangerous ones, so that you give your pass rush more time to get to the guy? If he doesn't get his first option every time, don't you have a better chance to get into him? You know, in the first half of this game, you know, I was, I was losing it because. You know, we had two weeks to pontificate on. Yeah. You know, okay. Well, how do you stop Jason Kelsey? I mean, Travis Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> so I came up with all of these ideals about how you do it. Play a box and one. Yeah. Okay. Play a box and one and double him. Mm. Um, when he lines up in line, even if your defensive end has to be a step late, get a hit on him. Bring another guy. Get a hit on him. That most certainly takes him. Out of the out of the progression, okay. We just lined up and played zone and dropped to our landmarks and sat there and looked at the quarterbacks without any kind of understanding about where Travis Kelsey was behind us in the damn defense. And then you get down in the red zone and then you finally decide you're gonna go man to man and you put Marcus Epps by himself. Oh boy, all by himself. That was awful. On on, on Travis Kelsey. Now, you think you want to just go cover zero and tell everybody else to man up? And, and this is what I say. All of this zone, all of this bend but don't break nonsense, and then you get in the red zone, and now all of a sudden you want to be more aggressive. My problem is how they play man coverage for the first in the first place. If I got a, man, a guy man-to-man, okay, first of all, I want to get up on him. I want to get close enough to him yeah. so, I can, so I can put my hands on him. The other thing is – you know, I want to define who my guy is. Now, when he get bunched up, yeah, you got to play off. But tell me, when did you ever see our defensive backs in a in an aggressive posture? The only time that we saw him get aggressive was at the end of the game when Jer- James Bradbury got called yeah. for the holding. He was up close, yeah. okay? And 
but but then again, you're asking him to do th- something that you don't normally do. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, this is some brilliant. Uh, this is what you call a trip to the woodshed <laughs> for the Eagles' defense, uh, defensive coaching staff and defenders. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Now I think I'm going to get some positive thoughts out of Seth because I'm going to ask him about Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. 